We're going to kind of introduce um, the study tonight. And obviously we're studying what? Heaven. So if we don't get anything else, we at least get that done tonight. We know what we're studying. Uh, we're studying heaven. I want to basically take a moment and I kind of introduce the, uh, the course to you, talk about what we're going to uh, do together, talk about how the course is laid out, uh, talk about um, what we need you to do during the week uh, so you're prepared when you come in here. I thought I'd tell you about the author and about the fellow who wrote the book, the, the study book itself. Uh, Randy Alcorn is a well-known Christian author. Uh, he's wrote a lot of uh, different books. He also re- uh, writes uh, novels. He writes Christian studies. Uh, he's the founder and director of Eternal Perspective Ministries. You can find him online. Uh, he was a pastor for 14 years. He's spoken around the world. Uh, he's on the adjunct uh, faculties at Multnomah Bible College and Western Seminary and so forth. Uh, he writes for magazines. He's the radio guest. I mean, he's a well-known Christian author, but it's very biblically based. Now, this book uh, is basically based on Randy's book, Heaven, This Massive Tome. Uh, this is 500 and some pages. Uh, anybody read this one? Um, obviously, uh, you're probably happy that we're going to be going through this rather than this. But what they've done, basically, is the fellow at Lifeway... Uh, Dale McCleskey uh, has wrote, written the learning activities based upon this book. So he's taken this book and kind of distilled it down into what we have in front of us here tonight. I want to read the introduction from Dale McCleskey because it kind of opens up the session. So if you have it, I'm reading the introduction. If not, you can listen. And the good news is tonight we're not going to do much in the book. So don't feel left out if you don't have your book. Uh, but let me go ahead and read you the introduction. That will get us all on the same page. He said, I first encountered Randy Alcorn through his excellent fiction. Among other titles, if you haven't read Safely Home, The Edge of Eternity, Deadline, or Dominion, you're missing a treat. We at Lifeway, by the way, Lifeway is our Southern Baptist publication arm and stores and so forth, have partnered with Randy to produce studies like The Treasure Principle, The Purity Principle, and The Grace and Truth Paradox. Have you ever gone through any of those? Some of you did uh, a different study on heaven that Randy uh, wrote uh, a couple of VBSs ago. I don't know if anybody was in that adult class. It's not the same study, but they took some of this and did kind of a video study. And we're not going to rehash all of it, obviously. When I read Heaven, this is Dale McCleskey. When I read Heaven, I knew this was a book that had to become a group study. As a writer and editor at Lifeway, I've worked on many great biblical studies with many well-known authors. I can't think of any I have personally been more committed to or excited about than heaven. Everyone needs an anchor. Unfortunately, most people, Christians included, have dropped anchor in the shifting sands of this world. With every tide change of pop culture, the moorings drift and shake. Everyone needs an anchor. But unless it's resting firmly in the right foundation, we're just hauling heavy chains for nothing. The little flock of believers in Luke chapter 12, verse 32 had chains too. But their anchors rested in the world to come. When trouble came, their anchors provided stability through all of life's storms. How can the world shake a person whose treasure rests securely in a land this age cannot touch? Read that sentence again. How can the world shake a person whose treasure rests securely in a land this age cannot touch? Early Christians, now listen, early Christians were preoccupied with heaven. The early Christians, they, they were focused, they were preoccupied with heaven. The Roman catacombs, where the bodies of many martyr Christians were buried, contained tombs with inscriptions such as, In Christ, 
Alexander is not dead, but lives. Or one who lives with God. Or he was taken up into his eternal home. One historian writes, pictures on the catacomb walls portray heaven with beautiful landscapes, children playing, and people feasting at banquets. In A.D. 125, anybody around? Well, that's long before any of our days, right? In A.D. 125, a Greek named um, Aristides, I guess it is, or Aristides, uh, wrote to a friend about Christianity explaining why this quote-unquote new religion was so successful. It says, if any righteous man among the Christians passed from this world, they rejoice and offer thanks to God, and they escort his body with songs and thanksgiving as if he were setting out from one place to another nearby. Have you noticed the difference, beloved? If you've been to a funeral of someone who is an unbeliever or had no quote-unquote faith, or, you know, and, and the funeral of someone who was a believer that was a true man or woman of God, have you noticed a difference in those services? Do you notice a difference in the whole atmosphere of the church? One of the hardest things to do as a pastor, I don't know about the undertakers, but one of the hardest things to do as a pastor is to preach a funeral when either you don't know if the person was saved or you're pretty sure the person wasn't saved. Uh, or maybe they really you know, made it verbal they weren't saved. Maybe you had some of that same experience, brother, when you were pastoring. Uh, it's one thing to preach a funeral if I know the person's in heaven. And well, by I, the way, I had a classmate to die several weeks ago, not recalling names, but uh, one of my classmates is a pastor, and he fished that whole funeral trying to get somebody to say, yes, they were saved. Mm-hmm. But he, he never could put his finger on anything, and finally he just gave up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not one to automatically put everybody in heaven. Uh, there are certain ministers who do that, but I, that's not. And I don't have the authority to put anybody in heaven. But obviously, I can look at somebody's testimony and their faithfulness to the Lord and say it's obvious this person knew the Lord, did a testimony. We know where they are. Uh, but um, there's some. That's one of the hardest things when you don't know, or if you know they're not. But there's a difference there, and the early Christians felt that. These early Christian perspectives sound almost foreign today, don't they? But their beliefs were rooted in the scriptures. In this book, all right, let's talk about in this book. In this book, we'll see an exciting yet strangely neglected truth that God never gave up, gave up on his original plan for human beings to dwell on earth. In fact, the climax of history will be the creation of new heavens and a new earth. A resurrected universe inhabited by resurrected people living with the resurrected Jesus. Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 through 4. So we're not going to just talk about heaven. We're going to talk about the new earth. Which we often think about in the same vein. We don't often maybe make the distinction. But there's a new heaven and a new earth. So we're going to look at that. In these pages I want to encourage you to place your anchor firmly in heaven. Where it can yield a reward of faithful stability in your life. I want us to be so excited about heaven that we will have maximum effectiveness in this present world. I desperately desire that same stability and effectiveness for you. Thank you for joining in this study, uh, this journey of Bible study. Now, here's what he says. Several actions will help you benefit most from this interactive study. First, through the study, though the study can be done alone, your journey will be greatly enhanced by a group. Well, check mark. We've got a group. A plus so far. If you haven't already become part of a Bible study group, I encourage you to gather some friends and do the study together. Well, we've got that deal. And including your group, those who have not yet met Christ. It's a great way to reach out. 
Uh, Sheila Moss has written the leader guide to help you conduct a group study. It begins, well, you don't need to know that. Second, do not just read over the activities. You will see that many of them call for personal sharing. I wish we could sit down together and talk about heaven. Randy would love to hear your stories and celebrate your victories. And since that may have to wait, please let these pages be our sharing time. You will see that we've laid out the study in daily portions to help you develop your habit of Bible study. So here's how it works, by the way, if you're wondering. Uh, it's a five-day-a-week study, so you have seven days, obviously. So if you miss a day or you need to catch up or you want to do two days or whatever. But there's enough material in each week for you to do five days worth of work. I don't think it's going to be overwhelming. It's a little bit more than refresh, those who just went through refresh. It's a little bit longer than that. I don't think it's anything that's going to be overwhelming to you. Um, finally, I want to explain that we at Life, we have distilled this study from the 500-page hardback book. Uh, where Randy may have shown several scriptures for a particular point, this workbook may show only one or two. Where he may have explained a point with multiple illustrations, this study only lists one. If you have questions and want more, you can get the actual book itself. So let me go over the different uh, categories. This study is going to be, uh, if you're following along there in the table of contents, it's going to be seven weeks. Um, of course, this is week one. It's the introductory uh, lesson. Then we'll have weeks one through six. And we're going to be answering a lot of questions. And I just want to read over these since everybody didn't have a book. Let me give you the main headings. First of all, week one, we'll talk about realizing our destiny. Week two, understanding the present heaven. Week three, grasping redemption's far reach. Week four, celebrating the joy and industry of the new earth. Week five, what will our lives be like in heaven? And week six, what will we do in heaven? And then you have all kinds of questions that we're going to be talking about here. And uh, so you got five days of homework. We're going to begin, God willing, on time. Uh, if the preacher can get here on time, uh, we'll begin with prayer like we always do. And we'll end on time, okay? Because we have a lot that goes on right after this. I've got to go get children. Parents have to go get kids. Uh, choirs ready to go. And so we're going to try to end on time uh, each and every time. Now let me tell you this. This is a, an interactive Bible study. I am not here to lecture. I'm not here to preach the material. I'm going to facilitate. And so that means that I need your help. And if you all come and you just sit there and I say, okay, well, let's talk about this. What about this? And nobody says a word. It's going to be a very long, drawn-out session, and I'll have to resort to, I guess, lecturing and preaching. I don't want to do that. I want us to learn together. Uh, I want us to work together. And so we're going to be looking at a lot of different questions here. Um, let's ask this question and get started tonight, since we're interactive. Why do we need a study on heaven? Well, everybody we're wants there, everybody. Okay, we're headed there, if we know Jesus. Okay. Everybody wonders what it'll be. Everybody wonders what heaven's like. We don't know very much about it. We don't know very much about heaven. <coughs> I think everybody has an opinion of what heaven will be like. Okay. We have dreams of what it will be like. Mm-hmm. And I think, I'm hoping that this will clarify. Mm-hmm. And I realize that this is just an interpretation of another individual, or several individuals, but I feel like it will make us feel happier and mm-hmm. maybe look more forward to mm-hmm. it. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad you said that, brother, because you have to understand, what we're going to do is we're going to look at what the Bible says about heaven. There are a lot of ideas about heaven. You all know that just recently, in fact, I think Lifeway has now pulled off their shelves all books. I may be misquoting, but I think they've pulled off all of the books 
that say I went to heaven and came back. Because, uh, you know, we had a little boy who wrote a book years ago, and he came out and said, listen, I made that up. Do you believe in that at all? About you what? You people have actually had a glimpse of heaven. Well, we know Paul did. I'm talking about in this day and time. I, I don't, think out-of-body experiences are real. I don't know. I will say this, though. We can't base any beliefs on that. Um, you know, if it's their testimony, I, mean, I, I can't say somebody's a liar unless they're going against the Scripture. Uh, but I, I will say, like I said a couple weeks ago in here, that we know this is the only authoritative uh, word we have. We know that Paul you know, called a glimpse of heaven. Uh, we're, we're getting to see a glimpse of heaven in Revelation, aren't we? We keep going and looking at what's going on in the end times. I like what the back of the big book says. Uh, it says, the next time you hear someone say, we can't begin to imagine what heaven will be like, you'll be able to tell them, I can. And so that, that's the goal. That's the goal here, to study the Bible. Now, does that mean we're going to know everything about heaven? No. Because there's some wild ideas about heaven. You know, people think that heaven's going to have whatever they want. You know, so they, you know, I've heard people love giant watermelons. They think that heaven's full of giant watermelons. And, and heaven's full of golfing. And heaven's full of... Well, we know streets of gold, but I mean, um, we're going to stick to what the scripture says, and he's going to cover a lot of things. Let me read some of the questions. Um, is heaven beyond our imagination? Is it okay to imagine heaven as a literal place? Is heaven our default destination? Uh, do you know you're going to heaven? Uh, what is the present heaven? What is the significance of the future heaven? Is this present heaven a physical place? Do people have bodies in the present heaven? And that's a big question I get. Um, people wonder about that, especially around funerals. Uh, if, if my loved one's body is there in that casket uh, and we're going to bury the body, what about now? Well, we're going to talk about that. What is life like in present heaven? What, what has often been portrayed? The heaven, we were all sitting on clouds with a harp, right? <laughs> Quite personally, I don't like the harp. If you play the harp, God bless you. But that's not my favorite instrument. Um, but anyway, I hope that's not going to be the case. I mean, there's a lot of better instruments to play it, there, brother. I mean, if you're going to get played instrument, I'm playing any kind of musical instrument. God's going to have to be. It, why is uh, Earth's redemption essential to God's plan? You know, what about this new Earth? You know, it's hard to get your mind talked about a new Earth. Why is the resurrection so important? What will it mean for the curse to be lifted? What does the restored earth mean? Will the new earth feel like home? What will it mean to see God? What will it mean for God to dwell among us? How will we worship God? Will we actually rule with Christ? How will we rule God's kingdom? Shall we expect to maintain our own identities? Now, people want to know about that. Am I going to know my loved ones in heaven? I often answer very, you know, maybe it's too bold, but, you know, we're not going to be more dumb in heaven than we are now. You know? Uh, we know each other now. We'll know each other then, won't we? Uh, what will our bodies be like? And I'm, I want to learn about that. What will a typical day be like in heaven? What will our relationships be like in heaven? What will we experience together? What will we know and learn? Uh, will, will work be engaging? Will we express creativity? Will there be arts, entertainment, and sports in heaven? Will our dreams be fulfilled and missed opportunities regained? Are you living in the light of heaven? And our desire in this is basically, at least my desire in this is kind of twofold, Number one is for us to have a biblical grasp to know what the Bible teaches about heaven, to be able to tell people, listen, here's what the Bible says about heaven. Um, the Bible is very clear about this, this, and this. And while we may not know all the answers to all the questions, we don't even know all the questions, but here's what God's Word says. Here's what we know for sure. 
Mm-hmm. This is the inspired inerrant word of God. This is what God has given to us to know about our future home. But the second goal, at least my goal in this, is to, for us to be excited, ecstatic, and longing for heaven. Uh, to get a fresh glimpse of, of our home. I uh, hope you all realize this is not our home. Now, I understand from a physical point of view that you know this is our home and we, we love living in this land and we love our community and we love our individual. I understand that. But ultimately, um, we're just pilgrims passing through. We're only here for a short time. Uh, that was a real, real emphasis in days gone by in churches and in Christianity that we've lost today. We've become a little bit um, maybe too uh, excited um, too excited about earth and, and too settled upon earth. We're looking forward to heaven, I hope. And if not, I, I pray that through this study we will get excited about heaven, ecstatic about heaven, and long for heaven. And um, we're going we're gonna to talk a lot, about, uh, a lot about that. Now, you may regret coming tonight uh, now because what we're going to do to begin our study together is I'm going to give you a pop quiz. Okay? I'm going to give you a sheet of paper, and I'm going to ask you a series of questions. And uh, I don't want anybody cheating off anybody else's paper. Oh, oh Bucky's getting ready to leave. Nobody, has anybody ever, the only people got excited about pop quizzes were those kids in school that you couldn't stand. Remember that? The one that always made A's. And, oh, I'll do it, Miss Susie. You know, all that kind of person. Then maybe you were one of those. But if you're like me, whenever the teacher said pop quiz, how did you feel? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take a sheet, pass it down. <laughs> you keep your eyes on your own paper. But what we're going to do is we're going to get to see what we already know about heaven. Now, I hope we don't have anybody that would cheat in here. <clears throat> <laughs> we got pens and pencils, yeah. Does anybody need anything to bear down on? I've got a clipboard up here. I've got some other things, magazines, Sunday school books. <laughs> If I need something to write on, if I need something to write on, two more papers. All right, there's one. I got more papers. May I see anything to write on? Two more papers. Just two. Yeah. Excuses, excuses. You can just pretend that you're back in school tonight because that's all they do now is test. Well, I shouldn't say it's all they do. That's about 90% of what they do, I think, now in school is take tests. Yeah, and, and none of y'all are on the sports team, so there's no grading. You know, I'm not going to be grading on the No, no, no curve. This is your your test to take. Okay, so I just ask you to answer these the best you can. Are they yes and no? No, they're not yes and no. There's only ten questions, though. All right, it's only ten questions. So do your very best. Should we stop and have a word of prayer? (laughs) 
Number one, if you'll put number one, please define heaven. Define heaven. In ten words or less. <laughs> it's just open ended. Define heaven. It'd be one word, ten words. of you regretting taking this study now. I said I should have stayed home. It was raining. What if we get all the answers right? Do we have to go through the next seven minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can just relax and you can pray for all of us. That's true. These are these are open-ended questions, aren't they? If we get it all right, we don't have to come back, right? <laughs> if you get them all right, you take over the class and I'm going to sit where you're sitting. Okay? But we're not going to grade them. We'll talk about that in a moment. <laughs> I want you to do your best. Are you all ready for number two? Some of you are. And I'll go back and review at the end in case you missed one. Number two, all right, define paradise. Define paradise. So that means palm trees to you and a hammock. That means a buffet, whatever that is to you. Paradise. Define paradise. Some of you have more to write about paradise than others. That's two dice, right? A pair of dice. Y'all ready for number three? How did you learn what you know about heaven? How did you learn what you know about heaven? How did you learn what you know about heaven? How did you learn what you know about heaven? All right, number four. Where is heaven? Where is heaven?
Keep your eyes on your own paper for those married couples. I don't want anybody to look and write in your arms, darling. You know, I don't want any of that now. <laughs> Brownie points, right? <laughs> Where is heaven? Is this an open and I'm, I'm, I'll just say, where is heaven? So I was hoping for your interpretation to the question. Don't you hate when the teacher did that? You weren't sure. I used to teach. I was telling somebody today, I was talking to a teacher, a retired teacher, and we we're talking about the days of, of um, teaching and discipline and all that. And I taught junior high and high school Bible, and this poor Christian school was so desperate, they had me teaching PE and health as well. Can you imagine that? Uh, don't laugh, don't laugh. Uh, all right, where are we at? Number five. Number five, is heaven a real place? Is heaven a real place? Is heaven a real place? See, they're getting easier, aren't they? Is heaven a real place? Number six, are you looking forward to heaven? Are you looking forward to heaven? Are you looking forward to heaven? That's number six. Now, number seven builds on number six. If so, why? If not, why not? So, talking about looking forward to heaven. If so, number seven is, if so, why are you looking forward to heaven? If not, why aren't you looking forward to heaven? Does that make sense? I'm trying to interpret my writing up here. Let's see who ordered these books. All right, y'all ready for number eight? Number eight is, how do you know you are going to heaven? How do you know that you are going to heaven?
right, you ready for number nine? Now, I want you to do the best you can on this. All right, do the best you can. No looking at each other's paper. Draw a picture oh, of what you think heaven looks like. Draw a picture of what you think heaven looks like. You won't want to go there. <laughs> well, just do the best you can. <laughs> oh, man. I missed that one, but it excited that one. I thought it used your imagination. I feel a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Well, that's good, Teresa. I, I can see a summer school session. <laughs> 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 you don't teach those that, uh, keep those that don't answer our class. <laughs> I'm not that brave. This is a tough class. <clears throat> All right, number 10. Y'all ready? And we'll go back over them if you need anything repeated. Number 10. What do you want to get from this study? What do you want to get from this study together? What do you want to get from this study? Does anybody need any of them repeated? Number nine. <laughs> <laughs> now here, are y'all ready to go over the answers? Well, the good news is we're not. Here's what I want you to do. Okay? I want you to fold that up. And when you get your book, everybody, I want you to stick it in the back of your book. So I want you to be able to compare what you wrote tonight mm-hmm. after we get done. It's kind of like, you ever done a diet, an exercise program? When you first start, what do you, well, after you get done crying, um, what do you do first? What do they have you do? No, well, after sticking chocolate, after having that final meal, after saying, well, I better eat it now because i got to get it out of the house. After all that, when you get ready to start, what do they have you do? Weigh yourself. Measure yourself. Sometimes they have you photograph yourself. And I mean write down, maybe take your blood pressure, all those things. And you do that at the beginning. And the goal is what? (laughs) Yeah, the goal is when you get to the end, they're different, but not just different. Better. Because they could be different. You know? You can say, oh, these are low fat. I'm going to eat five. You know? uh, but the, the goal is hopefully that you'll take that out after we're done with the whole study and be able to compare your answers and see. Because some of you may have gotten them all right. And some of them were very, you know, subjective. What do you want to get out of the study? What, you know, how did you learn? But some of them are very specific. Define heaven. Define paradise. Uh, where is heaven? Uh, is it a real place? Uh, obviously, six and seven, are you looking forward to going? And if you're not looking forward to going... Um, 
maybe you heard the story about the preachers asking that, you know, if you, you're looking forward to going to heaven, you know, lift your hand, lift your hand, lift your hand. And, and this one little boy wouldn't lift his hand. If I remember the story correctly, and they finally, he went to his son, why wouldn't you lift your hand? He said, well, I thought you were getting a busload up tonight. Um, he didn't want to go now. So maybe you took that, and you did that. Uh, yeah, you want to go, but not right yet. Um, Number nine, we can only do so much help with that on drawing a picture of what you think heaven looks like. Hopefully you didn't draw a picture looks like hell, but um, uh, whatever heaven. And then hopefully number ten will get answered too. What do you want to get from this study? I'm going to go ahead and let you know. You'll get out of this study what you put in. It's just that plain and simple. If you'll take the time uh, they had in here, and I'm not going to enforce this because we never make anybody buy the book. We're, our Bible studies are always open. Anybody can come. Because they have in here, if you don't do the homework, don't answer. But I'm not going to do that because we might just be crickets in here. So, um, But if you'll take the time to put in the time to go through the study, uh, you'll get a whole lot more out of the study. Well, we're going to pray. Believe it or not, that's just, we're, we're done tonight. We want to take the quiz, introduce the course. Let me just say this. If somebody uh, is in a tight and can't buy the book, Brotherhood will indiscreetly buy a book for you. Okay. Well, the good news is, uh, brother, we never, we never, uh, we just don't keep up with it. We put a can back there and. So you didn't it, know I didn't put my No. <laughs> no. It, it's an honor system. <laughs> it's an honor system, so it's, it's up, you know. But I, I don't ever want it to be a hindrance, so, you know, I don't. I'm mad to say that if somebody wants to take a study, the church will lose money. They probably lose money because, you know, we don't always charge tax or always this or whatever. They can get taxed back later, but sometimes shipping. You won't get to heaven if you don't pay for it. <laughs> what page is that? Get ten extra books and we'll pay for them, and, if, and somebody just get them if they don't. They'll ever know. Okay. Oh, you want that, that many extra? Okay. Well, but just, I mean, there's probably a lot of people going to come along. Hopefully. Because I think this is a wonderful thing. I, I do too. And I, and I hope it will make us excited about it. And please come ready to discuss. And for those who came a little bit later, I did remind the group that we are recording not the prayer time, but this just because we have folks that wanted to take it, and at least one, and maybe others. And if you miss a session, you can come back and be, you know, get called up or whatever. And, uh, and I can cut out if something were to get on there, I, I can cut things out too. That's the beauty of it. Every week I can go in and I polish up my sermon and service and things that people that only listen to our podcast probably think, man, the music's always spot on and this stuff's right. And it, I mean, you, you can play the organ. I mean, you just go from one song to the next, like no hindrance, no, no, no pause, boom, right in there. I mean, it's just. Um, but we just polish it up a little bit just to make I've it got, uh, succinct. I got confidence in Billy Graham as much as anybody else. This little boy wrote in one time and to him and one of those big ponies in hell. He says he didn't know exactly what heaven was going to be like, but says if it took ponies to make people happy, it'd be ponies in hell. There you go. There you go. There you go. What, I'll close tonight. There's another story. This is a true story that Billy Graham told. About he was in this one particular town, and he was headed to the post office, and he couldn't find the post office. And so he ran to a little boy on the street and said, the little boy says, you know, where is the post office? And the little boy told Billy Graham where the post office was. And then Billy Graham said to the little boy, well, now, son, why don't you come tonight to the big crusade we're having? He says, and I'll tell you how to get to heaven. 
And the little boy said, Well, should I come here? You don't know you don't even know where the post office is. <laughs> well, thank you for coming and uh we will, you know, I'm sorry it's so crowded. We will eventually be able to move out. And um, uh, I'll give you a preview. I, maybe I shouldn't, but I'll give you a preview we're going to do this summer. And we're going to do a sign-up for it, but you can think about it and pray about it. This will take us a little bit over seven weeks because there's a couple breaks. And I'll give you a new schedule because the one we missed, um, because the one Wednesday night is the closing program and graduation for the week, the children's ministry. And I accidentally left that one off. But there's a closing program for Team Kid and a closing program for that. But we're good pretty much on. But this summer, should I tell you all yet or just wait? This summer I wanted to do a study. And uh, if you want to think about whether you want to do it or not, um, on angels. And it's a study called Angels, Demons, and Other Flying Creatures. And we're going to talk about angels because that is a subject. You know, heaven, we're talking about heaven here, but angels is a subject um, as the one study, uh, one lesson has it, angel mania. You all know what angel mania is, right? Because we're living in a day of angel mania. And we're going to study what the Bible teaches about angels, who angels are, what they do, and also not only the unfallen angels, but the fallen angels. But hopefully that would be of interest to you all. I'll try to do something in the summer that people say, well, I don't, you know, I kind of want to leave the garden tonight and go to church, you know? Uh, so that's my goal. So if you want to think about that, we'll have a sign up for that um, soon. Father, thank you for the promise of heaven, the hope of heaven, the joy of heaven. Thank you for what you've told us in your word about heaven. Now, Father, I pray that you'll bless this Bible study to our hearts. Bless these men and women uh, as we study together. Open our eyes up. Help us to understand. Help us to grow. uh, Help us to um, get excited about heaven and really long for it and look forward to it. We know that a lot of us have many loved ones already. Uh, that are there enjoying your presence. And so, Father, we look forward to the day when we'll go there. So, Father, I pray that you'll just use this study in an awesome way to mold us and shape us and help us to prepare ourselves now for them. Dismiss us now in thy care and thy love. Bless each one as they go their separate ways. Father, I pray your blessing upon the choir and uh, their practice and upon uh, each one. And uh, we pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. God bless you.